Welcome to the Metron Manager Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we work to recover the dignity and mission of vocation. Learn more at metronmanager.com. All right, welcome to the Metron Manager Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Nowlin. Uh, today, we have the privilege again of having Braden Kell on the program. And Braden is a middle school math teacher uh, here in Northwest Arkansas. And God's really been moving through him in some unique ways that are really impacting students' lives. And I really have grown to view what he is doing and who he is in the Lord as a good example of someone who's naturally supernatural and really managing their Metron well from the presence of the throne of God and influencing in a real tangible way uh, into his space, into the space that God's called him into. And so as we're coming up on Christmas, you know, we're often thinking about gifts. Everybody's thinking about, I wonder what I'm going to get at Christmas. And Jesus was the ultimate gift to mankind, but it's also in keeping with his character and his nature that he longs to give good gifts to people, to his kids. Ephesians 4, 8 says, therefore it says, when he ascended on high, he led captive the captives and he gave gifts to people. God gives us gifts so we can serve others. And I really see that actively happening in the life of Braden. So I'm really excited that he's here. And, you know, in, we have to have something in order to give something away. And you've really positioned yourself, Braden, as someone who's received from the Lord, and you're able to give something away. And I really like that about how you've positioned yourself in your faith before God and your willingness to take risks and be open in the Holy Spirit. You know, and our gifts, these gifts you're receiving, they're for the purpose of bringing people into contact with the presence of God. So let's get some of the latest updates here from you, Braden. Tell us what it's like Mm. God working through you in middle school, being a middle school uh, math teacher and Mm. what's been going on. Yeah. So, um, first of all, I'm just, uh, I'm just honored to be here and I'm thankful and God always gets all the glory and it's just so fun to like, be able to co-labor with him. Like I used to think that, you know, before I really started trusting God more and more and more, I used to think that this, this whole Christianity thing was kind of boring and uh, (laughs) it's the farthest from boring. The more, the more I've sought him and the more I've seen his goodness and I've, I've seen, you know, promises in scripture come to life, man. It's just, it is literally the opposite of boring. It's, it's a wild ride. So anyways, to him be the glory. Uh, I'm excited to be here and, and just talking. And I just, we, we pray you and I pray Jonathan that God gets the glory and that this stirs people up, encourages people and that we can, we can raise the bar um, in the kingdom and just to, to just stir people on to this. This is part of something that we can all walk into that we carry the kingdom with us. So, um, yeah. So man, I mean, God is still, he's just been moving and shaking, man. He just keeps doing it. And it's, he's keep, he just keeps, uh, doing what he does. I mean, this, this semester alone, uh, there have just been 
number after number after number of just very, very blatant, very creative, just very um, unsurprising, surprising God um, things that have happened at, at Sonora Middle School where I teach. And so I, I again, um, maybe this was mentioned in previous podcasts, or maybe you mentioned this previously, but uh, I'm a seventh grade math teacher, and I also head up uh, or facilitate a a Christian club that um, meets during non-instructional time to try to meet that legal um, checkbox. Right. And uh, in this semester, I have I actually have a, a a sort of pastor from another church that actually comes, and he's the one who really talks to the kids, and I'm just kind of there, just kind of available. And um, God just been doing some really cool stuff. I mean, I'll start with uh, just some really simple testimonies to start off the year. So last year, um, God just started really, really moving and shaking at Sonora. And I was just, I'm just honored to be able to be a part of it and to be part of an activator in, in that. And that's been really neat. But God just has continued this this year. And I remember last spring just thinking, all right, God, I really believe you're just starting this. Like, I really believe you're just starting this this vision, this vision of revival at this middle school, this vision of the book of Acts breaking out and lives being given over and, and generations being impacted and changed and in ways that were just unimaginable for my, my carnal brain. And, uh, and, and, I, and I knew too last spring that God was just getting started. And so going into this year, you know, I have high expectations, high hopes, like, God, you're going to keep doing this and you're just going to increase it more, 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 more. And so just, I mean, just from the get go, as, as the year started with our, our Christian club FCS, there have been uh, just a lot of different testimonies, almost, I wouldn't say countless, but numerous testimonies of, of kids coming to the back during ministry time. I, I stand in the back behind the risers. And so during non-instructional time, they come to me and they can ask for prayer. And I, I tell them, if you want to encounter, if you want to experience God's presence, I've seen it happen again and again, come back here to me and ask me and I'll pray and he'll show up. He wants to show you. He don't want to, he didn't just want you to <laughs> think about him. Right. He wants, he wants to show you who he is. And I've seen it again and again and again, this, where the Holy Spirit will come and he will just, he will manifest in different ways in different situations. But sometimes he comes with <laughs> like literally a heavy pressure on someone's shoulders, sometimes almost knocking people backwards. Sometimes it's just this, it's just this um, kind of like sense of just a presence around your shoulders. Sometimes it's like electricity inside the body. I've also seen that before. Anyways, God, God, I'll leave, we'll leave it up to God to do what he thinks needs to be right. done. But, <laughs> God just kept just has kept doing that this year. And I mean, even this year, we've had kids come up with ankle injuries and leg injuries and, and other types of injuries. And God heals them, man. And it's been crazy, crazy cool. Um, one very specific uh, testimony that I'll start off with that was just so, so beautiful is so I have given my administration my word that I will not pray for kids, even if they ask me to during any kind of instructional time. So when the bell rings for that first period, I'm like, I tell the kids we're done, right? (laughs) (laughs) Come back next week. And, uh, so there was, um, well, first of all, there was a cross country meet where there was like a pothole in the, in a field. And there was a girl that really, really sprained or hurt her foot. And I saw her limping all week and I said, Hey, come to FCS. Um, 
I would love, if you want, I would love to get to pray for you. And I, you know, I don't want to guarantee anything, but I know God can heal it. What's the worst that can happen? Let's just ask him. (laughs) And, uh, and she came and, uh, she came back there and, um, she let me pray for her and it didn't all get healed at once. It was like, you know, I always ask anytime we have a physical healing kind of situation to see what God's going to do. I always ask for like a pain scale, like where is it at zero to 10? So that way we have like a quantitative way to, to like thank God and to see, give God the glory, you know? And we ended up praying three times and it just incrementally came down and then it was completely healed. So she just like, she got healed on the spot. And so what had happened that week is it actually set up an even cooler testimony that I'm getting to right now in that the next week, another cross country girl also hurt her leg. So I was talking to this other cross country girl. I was like, Hey, go ask your friend about what happened last week. Like come to FCS and let's, let's see what God does again. You know, like I was trying to use this other testimony to get this other girl to see if, you know, if she, she wanted to do to come and she ends up coming. But what was so beautiful is FCA was timed and God orchestrated it perfectly that when the second girl came to ask for prayer for her leg, the bell had just rung. Oh, wow. (laughs) And so I will like, I told her, I said, I am so sorry. I said, I know we talked all week about you coming, but I can't pray. I said, you can come back next week. And then in that moment, um, the Holy spirit, just like, he made it really clear to me. And he, I basically heard, I actually did this. And he said, I want one of her friends to pray for her. Okay. And I was like, God, let's go. <laughs> so I said, I said, I'll tell you what, I said, if you really want prayer, I said, ask one of your friends right here. Cause she came up with a couple of her friends right at the bell. And I said, ask one of your friends right here to pray for you. I said, I said, worst that's going to happen is God does nothing, but I said, God can do it. Let's see what happens. And one of her print, one of her friends, one of her seventh grade friends prayed for her and she was instantly healed. And it was just this really cool shift in that I don't get the glory. God gets the glory. And it was also this really beautiful testimony that um, like, this is, this is not about me. This is not about what I carry Um, that this, this kingdom is available to people who say yes to Jesus. Amen. Amen. (laughs) People who trust them. So it was just really, really beautiful. So that was really cool. Um, there was there was another shift in that I I was basically told by our administrator um, this last week that I was not allowed to even be available for prayer. Wow! <laughs> even if a kid during non instructional time came up to me and asked me, my administrator administrator basically said, "Don't don't even pray for them then." And so I, I'm I'm trying to submit to that and be respectful of that. And I so I didn't tell the kids that. So I just, I still was in the back. But when the when two kids came back there this time, I, I basically told them, hey, I'm going to throw you a curveball. I said, I'm actually not going to pray for you. I said, if you I said, um, if you want like if you want specific, you have a, if you have a specific request, I said, you 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 pray it if you want to. Like you you take the direct line. Don't go. OK. Through me. <laughs> and they both took me up on it, you know, and, and they both prayed and they were both physical needs in both times with one simple prayer. From both of those kids, God healed them. Direct line. I mean, I, I didn't. I didn't. I'm not the one who prayed out loud. It was really beautiful. <laughs> it was like I got. I saw that God was kind of shifting something, and again, He was just showing me, and He was showing, I think, the kids too. Like this is never, ever, ever about one man. This is not about me. 
This is about what I'm, you know, what God is doing, what the Holy Spirit is doing. Right. Oh, that's awesome. Praise mm -hmm. the Lord. Praise God. Yeah. So there's yeah. been some other things going on that you'd shared with me previously. You know, what's a, another one that comes to mind? Uh, you, you were, we were talking before about how you've seen some power encounter type of uh, healings and things like this, but also you've been seeing how God's beginning to work through you in like a gift of wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. Let me share. I think you're, you're specifically talking about um, these two girls that came. So um, I, let me kind of backtrack just a tad. Uh, I mean, I don't think it takes super, you know, supernatural eyes to really notice that there we're in a absolute war um, spiritually and, and even culturally, specifically in our schools. Yeah. Um, there is a, there is a, one thing that God really, really highlighted to me was there is a war um, in the library, and let me be more specific with with the books that our kids are reading, okay. and that are available in the library, and that are available in a lot of teachers' classrooms. Um, there's there is an infatuation with, um, for lack of a better word, kind of the spirit of witchcraft. Huh. I mean, there's just an infatuation, anyways. And there's some other some other um, uh, evil agendas too, but it was kind of highlighted to me in one specific um, encounter I had. So I also teach an after school program and my, the kids were doing homework during homework time. So they're, they're relatively quiet and engaged working on homework. And I'm kind of walking around making sure they're on task or just kind of being a presence to just to facilitate uh, what they're, what they're doing with their homework time. And this girl was reading a book uh, it kind of like got my attention if I remember, if I'm remembering this right. And she got my attention and she said, Hey, she pointed out this word in her book. She wasn't sure what it meant. She was asking me what it meant during homework time. And the word was, um, neurodiversity. And I had never heard of the word neurodiversity. I mean, it, you know, you can use context clues to kind of figure out what it means. But I, I said, okay, let me look at the context of this word. So she hands me the book and the entire book was um, anti-Christian, anti-family, anti-straight, um, um, anti-white, anti-male. It was everything, everything what we would kind of quote, call quote unquote woke. And it was, it was basically a, a complete transgender LGBTQ agenda book about yeah. how neurologically this neurodiverse word neurologically your brain's always changing. And so your sexual orientation is always changing. And if anybody tells you any different, they're an oppressor and yeah. you're in a, you're being oppressed. And it was, it was dirty, filthy, just absolute filth. And the title of the book was literally the title of the book was this book is not racist. So the title wow. of the book was hiding, hiding under this really honorable title. And, but it was so evil. The wow. whole agenda of the book was just, just gross. And I, without skipping a beat, I said this, I said out loud to these girls, this book terrifies me. And that's all I said. And one of the girls didn't skip a beat and she looked right at me and she goes, are you a homophobe? <laughs> and kind of, and kind of, and kind of in a militant tone a little bit. And I, I said, I said, no, 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 no. I said, I, I'm, I'm not a homophobe at all. Not at all. Not at all. And then the other girl just came right out and she said, Mr. Kell, 
is homosexuality a sin? <laughs> and I was like, oh, in my head, I'm thinking, whoop, this is going to open up a whole can of worms if we go down this in this situation. <laughs> and I, I looked at her. I said, are you I said, are you really asking that? Because I said, if you're not really asking that, I'm I'm a little nervous to answer your question. And she goes, no, I'm really asking it. I really want to know. And so we had this conversation and I just really felt convicted that the Holy Spirit was highlighting this this opportunity to to speak truth. She was asking for the truth on this topic. And, and I, and I told him and I was blunt with it. And, um, but I was also gentle, I think, but I was, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't sugarcoat it. I said, I said, when someone acts on, on, on homosexuality, I said, it's a sin. I said, and I said, if someone continually does that, I said, they're rebuking God. And I said, when you rebuke God and you reject him, I said, you're, you're going to be in hell. That's just the truth. And I said that, and there was a little bit of pushback, understandably, from those two girls. And I said, I'll tell you what. I said, I really believe God will tell you to answer that question personally if you come to FCS. I said, I know that sounds weird, but I said, I really believe he'll answer that. Like, I believe if we pray and we ask him that, he will show us and he will show you. And they said, all right, let's do it. Let's go to FCS. They had never been to FCS before. (laughs) And, uh, so I'm like, okay. So anyways, that was like on a Monday or Tuesday, it's a couple of days before FCS that week. So I go home and I'm living my normal life. Um, you know, normal weekly routine life the rest of the week. And about a day, day and a half later, after that encounter with the girls, I was just having a conversation with the Lord. And I was just asking for wisdom into the situation and how I should handle this at FCS. And the Holy spirit just, he just made it very clear to me. And he, he basically told me, Braden, he said, I don't want to answer that question first. He said, I want to show them how much I love them. I want to capture them with my love. Um, Cause they need to see that. And I said, okay. So in my, in my mind, a couple of days before FCS, I had made up in my mind that the Lord wanted me actually to pray for them to encounter the presence and his love which I had seen a lot of times at Sonora or, or I've, I've prayed over kids and, and the presence just fell on them and they're just overwhelmed with love, God's love, just wow. a true power encounter and it was love. So I was like, all right, that's my plan of action. So FCS rolls around that, we- th- that week and uh, those girls come back and they had no idea that I had changed course, course. But when they came back, I told them, I said, girls, I said, I'm gonna be honest with you. I said, when I was talking to God about this, I said, he told me he wants to show you how much he loves you first. And they're super skeptical, super <laughs> skeptical. They're like, okay, okay, sure. <laughs> and I go, all right. I said, you know, and I wasn't trying to prove anything to them in a vindictive way. I was just like, let's just see what happens. Like, I trust, I trust the father's heart. I trust how much he loves you. Let's ask him. And you're here. He's going to show up. And uh, so they let me pray for him. And uh, I prayed for him. And I just asked the Holy Spirit to just come and just overwhelm them with his presence and his love and just, uh, make it so clear to them that this is an encounter for, supernaturally that they've never experienced before and that they'll never forget. And they, they got doused by the Holy Spirit. Man. Wow. They just got just got rained on and they were they were freaking out. And I don't I don't really have words to explain these presence encounters. It's so <laughs> strange and it's so different for everyone, every yeah. person that I've seen this happen to. But they were like, whoa, what just happened? Did you experience that? Yeah. Did you experience that? Yeah. What is going on? Anyways, you know, I, and they, I said, do you feel, did you just feel his peace and his love? And they're like, 
yeah. And I said, have you ever experienced that before? And they're like, no. And uh, anyways, I said, well, that's what he really wanted to show you today. And, and so right after that, I said, all right, so now let's pray about the question you're wanting to know about homosexuality. And so then we prayed and we asked God, I said, all right, God, show, show these girls um, what you feel about homosexuality right now. And so, you know, I was expecting a supernatural revelation because I've seen supernatural things. I'm thinking, all right, we asked this guy's going to do it. And um, I don't know if they weren't quite ready to hear it or what, or what, or, or I'm not hundred percent sure what God was up to, but I didn't hear anything from the Lord in like a supernatural way right there. Obviously he, his word says it's a sin, but the girls didn't hear anything either. And so we kind of drew back and I said, all right, girls, I said, it was very clear that God's agenda today was to just show you how much he loves you. That was what he was after today. And I said, I think that the other question is meant for you guys to take it to him. And they said, okay. And it was just really beautiful, Jonathan, that later that day, they sought me out and they wanted to process it. Um, I, I told them that I had Bibles in my room that I couldn't give them during school and I couldn't hand it out to them, but they could come get them after school on their own. And they were just run into my room to get Bibles. Um, wow. They were, there was really a hunger, hunger there from that encounter. And I, you know, I'm, I'm just thankful that God gave me wisdom that God wasn't, he wasn't ready to just, he wasn't ready to prove them wrong. Yeah. Obviously there, there's sin there, but what he really wanted to do is he wanted to do what, um, what Jesus did to the, to the woman caught in adultery. You yeah. know, he wanted to say first, I forgive you and I love you and then say, go and sin no more. And that was just really, really beautiful. Wow. Praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. I love the examples yes. of how God's working through different gifts in your life. I think it's really holistic and healthy and just shows the, how uh, wise God is and how he wants to work through us in our, in our space that he's put us in. And people always come first, and the value of people always come first. He wants to give these good gifts of his love and his grace and his his actual thoughts towards people, and then he'll you mm -hmm. know he'll take care of resolving other issues uh, in their lives or things they're wondering about. And um, you yeah, know, let me share this real yeah. quick to kind of add a cherry on top to that, Jonathan. Thank you for saying those things. So the one of the girls that we were just talking about that we had this encounter with, I cannot explain to you other than the Holy spirit, man, God has put a, a sweet fatherly burden on my heart for her. And I just got overwhelmed a couple weeks ago. So this is even a couple weeks after this encounter FCS with these girls, but I just felt the Holy spirit say like, I want you to be like a father figure to her at school and um, he just like, he gave me this love for her as like a daughter. And um, it was just insane. And like, and it was, and it was just like this. And I also felt like it was put on my heart too, to just intercede for her. Like she was my own daughter. Wow. And I, I wrote her name. I've written her name in my prayer journal and she's going to be in there. You know, I hope for years. And, and I, <laughs> I even, I even told her, um, I said, Alex, and she, she actually was really, 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 she really responded in a positive way and felt very, very honored. Um, I told her, I said, uh, I, I know I'm not your real dad, but I said, um, I, 
I want to like, if you ever need anything, like I want to be available and I want to like be someone that you could talk to as a kind of a, a school father figure. And so that was also really, really beautiful that wow. God used that to also like minister to my heart and also like work on me and refine me and show me like how much he loves her. It was just, it's just really beautiful. Praise the Lord, man. It just honors God so well that you go in so deep in your commitment to the people he's put in your life and in the circle around you. Uh, it's, it speaks volumes. You know, um, one, one testimony that I remember you sharing that I really felt would be great to highlight was your recent quite out of left field experience with the Afghan refugee kids that have showed up in your school. So give us a little bit of this story of what's just happened. Yeah. So let me give you just a tad bit of background to it also. So I, I had been asking the Lord for a couple of years for the gift of tongues and um, never got it, never received it. And um, the day after school got out last year, so like this last May, something like May 27th or 28th, the day after school got out, God gave me tongues. He gave me a gift of tongues. And I remember when he gave it to me, like I was, I mean, I was speaking in tongues that day for probably five or six hours, wow. maybe more just off and on. Cause I was just like enamored and just not in an unhealthy way. Like it was just like, I, I just knew it was the Holy spirit. I knew it was God. I knew it was his timing. It was really beautiful. But I remember like speaking different human languages or what I thought were human languages. Like I'm, I, I I'm pretty positive. I was speaking like Mandarin or something. Um, and then like maybe some kind of like Eastern European, Ukrainian type of wow. language. And then maybe like an Arabic language, like I, and it was like shifting every little bit. It was like changing. And I remember having a conversation with the Lord, like a day after he gave me tongues last May. Um, and it, if I remember right, it was kind of something like this. I remember saying like, all right, Lord, this is really neat and really cool, but I'm not a hundred percent sure what to do with it. Right. You know, like I, I love that it's a prayer language and I love that I'm being edified but I was also like having this thought and kind of a conversation with the Lord in that, like, I know that you've given me some um, evangelist um, giftings and I, you know, I would love to use this for evangelistic purposes. And I, I felt very convicted. And of course you kind of second guess these things initially sometimes, especially when you first start learning to walk and hearing, hearing the Holy spirit. But I, I felt convicted that the Lord was saying, I'm going to give you sort of supernatural languages to witness to people in their native tongue. And I'm just okay. going to give it to you supernaturally. And, um, you know, there's always a little bit of second guessing when you hear an outlandish word like that, that only God can do. Um, but you know, you hold on to it and you just kind of stick it in your back pocket and you're like, all right, God, like I trust you. If this is really you, um, time will tell and, and I'll be obedient and we'll just go from there. And, uh, anyway, that's kind of a backstory to this, um, Afghani refugee story that you're alluding to. So we just got some at Sonora middle school. We just got um, now four Afghan refugee students. So two seventh graders and two sixth graders. And we were at school this last week on Monday and I had cafeteria duty after school. And the, all, there's several kids sitting in the cafeteria waiting on their bus and they just have to be sitting, sitting down and they're really, really loud and rambunctious at the end of the day. So there's a lot of stimulus going on, a lot of activity. So it's really easy to miss, miss stuff and kind of like be distracted and not zeroed in on one specific thing. Cause there's a lot going on. And so I knew it was also kind of a low risk environment. Um, but I, I felt, um, 
Like maybe the Holy Spirit, when I was on duty, maybe the Holy Spirit was asking me to go to the Afghan kids and just speak in tongues (laughs) at them or towards them and just see what God does. And in my head, I'm thinking, all right, God, is this you or is this me? And I like weighed it there. I was walking around the cafeteria for like five or six minutes and I was like weighing it. I was like having this like dialogue with the Holy Spirit. I was like, if you want me to do this, I'm going to be obedient. If you don't want me to do this, you need to make it clear because I don't want to do something you're not calling me to do. Amen. And it, like it, it wouldn't go away. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, uh, I was like, you know, I also in in the natural too. I also felt a little bit um, at ease because I also knew like I care a little bit less of what, about what kids think, you know, in the natural compared to adults. So I didn't, you know, if I was <laughs> look like a complete fool to these <laughs> these seventh graders, I was like, I don't really care. That's and um, and also like the worst thing that ha- could happen is just like, oh, he's just speaking some random language. Um, okay, well, <laughs> moving on. So, anyways, <laughs> I do it and I, I go up to him and they know very little English, but they know enough English that they understand when I say, hey. I literally go up to him and I say, hey, can you understand this? And then I started talking in tongues and they, their eyes just lit up and they had this really kind of surprised, but excited look on their face. And they go, Pakistan, Pakistani, Pakistan. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, what? And I had like, listen, this whole time that God had given me tongues, I really didn't know what language or what I was saying. I've been praying for interpretation. I still haven't gotten interpretation yet. I still think that's coming at some point, but um, <laughs> It was really, it was really cool, even for me and encouraging for me, because it was like, it really felt like a God wink for me, because it also felt like God was beginning to confirm that word that I think he had given me when I first got tongues, that he was going to give me supernatural language, or wow. language to witness to people. Wow. And um, yeah, it was just so, so amazing. So these kids speak um, Pashto or, or some other type of um, Afghani language, and so you know, I was asking them, do you understand? Do you understand what I'm saying? And in their broken English, they're like, eh, like we can pick up on stuff. We know it's Pakistan, some kind of, they, they, they kept saying Pakistan, Pakistan. And they're like, yeah, we can pick up on some stuff, but we don't fully understand what you're saying. Cause we speak Pashto, but there, you know, there's some similarities in the language and they were saying, Oh, my dad, one of the kids, dad speaks Pakistan. So they're like, he would understand everything. <laughs> um, so anyways, yeah. So that was the initial like, oh my word, like God, you that's are amazing. amazing. Like, yeah. oh my word. So that night, man, I'm just like so pumped <laughs> and just like, just so on fire and just so encouraged. It's such a cool testimony and God's so good. And it's just so fun that I got to take part in that and see that. And so that, that evening and then the following morning, I'm like, I'm having dialogue with the Holy Spirit. I'm like, I feel like Holy Spirit, I had peace about it. And I was like, Holy Spirit, I feel like you're giving me the green light to just dialogue with these guys in this language you're giving me. Because I also felt like and knew that I wasn't doing anything illegal as far as the school right. system goes, because I'm not prophetizing to them. I'm not, you know, as far as I know, I'm not um, uh, doing anything I shouldn't be doing. I'm just talking like it's just a bilingual, like, I mean, does anybody like if a teacher spoke Spanish and English, like it's the same thing. <laughs> so anyways, I, I felt a lot of peace about it. So the next day I was like, okay, and, you know, anytime I get an opportunity, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go for it. I'm just gonna talk and let God, God talk. And so I found them at like recess the next day and I just came up to him, <coughs> pardon me. And, um, just started talking in the tongues and they just started talking right back to me. I have no idea what they said. Um, <laughs> 
And I asked them, I said, what did I say? And in their broken English, they understood what I was saying barely. And they said, oh, you just said, hello, how are you doing? Greetings. And I was like, oh, that's so awesome. (laughs) God gave me those words. That is not by chance. I don't just by chance happen to say, hello, greetings, how are you? In a language that they kind of understand, that's supernatural. And uh, anyways, it's just really, really beautiful. And I... You know, and now it's Christmas break and it's just like God, like even like from my perspective, even it was just really sweet that God was like even giving me a a promise or something to cling, almost like a a page turner to make you want to go to the next chapter. It was just like he just like left me a trailer of yeah. what is possible and what can happen in this next like semester or season is <laughs> just so beautiful. Yeah. So praise God. I know I, that is awesome. And it reminds me of your comment when we first started talking about how you used to think that uh, Christianity was boring or walking in faith was boring. And it's definitely oh, my not, word. does not have it to is be something else. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, my word. And it really is yeah. awesome how yeah. God's pouring gifts into you and activating gifts in you so that you have something to give even these kids, these Afghan kids. It's like God really wants them to know, uh, even beyond, you know, how, you know, speaking to them in a, a similar language and tongues, just that he, uh, he sees them, he knows them. They're known mm-hmm. by him. He wants to connect yes. with them. He wants to connect with them through you. And he's doing that through your gift that he's given you and your willingness to use that and take some serious risks to step out and ask God to use that evangelistically and to just step yeah. up and share. But yet through that, God's bringing this incredible gift to these kids' lives of connection. And who knows where that'll go? Yes, come on, come on. I... um you know, time will tell, but I, I always, I felt like, I mean, I kind of sense this in, in my spirit too, that there's, there's something with these guys' parents specifically that God, like, you know, one of the boys said that um, his dad speaks Pakistan and he would understand. Well, I didn't say this after I had apparently given them greetings in a language okay. I did not know or understand. I kept talking to them and they kept talking back to me. And I, you know, I asked them a little bit more, like, what am I saying? What am I saying? And they, they told me, or one of the guys said, you're asking me about um, our families, our parents, like, where are they? And I was just like in my, you know, I was, you know, in my flesh. And also I feel like in my spirit too, that for some reason, God may be highlighting um, a door that may be open to, to, to share the gospel with, with, with dad. And Mick Cullinan, actually at New Heights, when I um, actually was just up there at the offices and I shared this testimony and they all laid their hands on me and were praying for me and praying for wisdom for me to navigate this. And Mick Cullinan, one of our staff at New Heights Church, um, he said, and he said, you know, I, I believe as a Holy Spirit, he said, I really feel like God is highlighting the dad. And he said, I really feel like um, the dad is is a higher up in Afghanistan and, and that this is going to be like a Philip and the Ethiopian kind of encounter in that he's going to take it back to his country. And there's going to be a, a plant, a seed that's planted in him bringing it back to Afghanistan. So wow. This is really cool. We'll see what God does. But I love that thought. So beautiful. Amen. God doesn't waste anything. He doesn't even waste Man, these no. terrible situations like these Afghans are going through. Mm-hmm. You know, as we're wrapping up here, I just had 
this idea. I wonder if you would pray for the people in the audience that are going to hear this podcast, hear this these mm-hmm. testimonies, and just pray for them to receive the courage to walk in gifts like this and to have something to give to other mm-hmm. people. I really felt like there's a lot of people that are trying to figure out, what do I actually do in my Metron? What do I do in my workplace? How does this actually work out? And I, I just would welcome a prayer for the power of God to work into folks who are hearing this. Yeah, I would, I would be honored to do that. I'm getting emotional kind of thinking about that. It's just so, so beautiful. God, we just, we just thank you so much for your goodness. And you are a God who could be trusted. And you're a God who's faithful. And you're a God who wants everything. And she don't want everything out of your selfishness, God, because you're not selfish. You're so selfless. I pray that you would continue to awaken your church, continue to awaken your bride, continue to awaken your ecclesia, God, to the kingdom of heaven that is inside of them because of Jesus, because Jesus died, because he rose, because he took away our sin once and for all. May you awaken the church and the bride to the power, God, that you have, the authority, Jesus, that you have, that you have given your church. I pray that you would give your church and that you would give us continued boldness, that we are not of the kind who shrink back, that you have not given us a spirit of timidity or fear, but of power, of boldness, and of self-control. I pray that you would give us the innocence of doves and the shrewdness of vipers, Father, that um, though we may look silly to the world, God, it would be very obvious that we are submitted to something that has never been seen other than uh, through the lens of the kingdom of God. Pray that you would give us wisdom, that you would give us discernment and how to engage the world, God. That it's not about us. It's not about what we experience. It's not even about the power encounters. It's not about the signs and wonders, God. But those are vehicles. Those are tools that you can use. Use other things, God, but you can use those. And I pray that you would awaken your church to be more and more open to what you can do and what you want to do pray you would waken the church up to her authority in you, Jesus, that you have ordained and you have commissioned us to walk in authority by your power and your spirit. I pray that you would give us unity, just like you prayed, God, in John 17. More, Father, more, 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 more. And may you get all the glory, the power. You are everything to us. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Well, Merry Christmas, Metron managers. I hope and pray that this episode has been really encouraging for all of you. It has really lifted and sustained my soul. And I know that God wants to give all of you gifts so that you can bless other people. So be his conduit, his lifeline from heaven to earth. In Jesus' name, going into the new year. Thank you for listening to the Metron Manager Podcast, presented by Jonathan Nowlin and the Metron Manager Project. Remember, God has given you permission and a commission to work. Learn more at metronmanager.com.